Thank you for joining us on a Morally Podcast with Tony May. Morally Podcast is purpose-built for America. Through our military veterans and military supporters, we show that the values and qualities that built this country, such as service, sacrifice, respect, and faith, are not dead. A Morally Podcast builds community so individuals can improve their community. Welcome to this week's Morally Podcast with Tony Main. I'm excited to have on Veteran Investment Planning's Adam Stolniker. Tony, how's it going? Adam, great. I'm doing great. And I want to really get, get after our, our topic, kind of what you've learned after a little more than two years of working with the military in terms of personal and family finance. But for the group who doesn't know, um, who's listening for the first time, Adam's been on several times. And over two years ago, um, we came to Adam with a problem. And our problem is, how do we provide financial education, um, what we call financial literacy, to first the active duty ranger population, then kind of like, why would we not keep that keep that uh, information just to active duty, sure. but, but to all veterans? And you and your company build out some things that basically a nonprofit asked you for, right? Absolutely. Yep. So let, let's use this time to kind of go over, you know, what those things were that we built out and then kind of what you learned. Cause I think by talking about what we've learned, I think the people are going to kind of see a reflection of themselves a little bit. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we started out with like a simple assessment, right? Uh, two years ago, just looking at, Hey, you know, have you done this? Have you looked at this? Uh, and then give you a score at the end and kind of say, hey, you know, you're you're doing OK. You need some help or, you know, you really need some help. <laughs> but um, so from there, you know, it, it was just trying to expand that on and build upon it. So we we took an assessment. Then, but then what's the next step? And, you know, you've got this call to action. And let's have a conversation. You know, sometimes it's a little. um it's a it's it's a little tough to sometimes reach out and talk about finances with people that you don't know, right? I mean, you know, Tony says he knows Adam, but you know, we don't know him very personally. So, what we tried to come up with was a way that they could get to know us and have a, you know, learn something along the way, and and that's where the the financial literacy course on veteran investment planning came from. It's a free course. Um, it it comes in over five days, five different classes, and it kind of teaches you the basics, but also hopefully warms you up to the fact that, you know, we're here to help and that reach out to us and let's just have a, a, an initial assessment conversation and, and and answer any questions that you have. Well, and I appreciate, you know, when we built this, the number one thing was it had to be free. Yep. I said, Adam, like it's, I understand you're a fiduciary, right? Part of being a fiduciary, part of having the fees is actually protection, right? Like yep. not only is it a business model, okay, but it's also like the same reason you pay a lawyer and lawyers don't do very much per pro bono. And if they do, they're going to write a bunch of documents about how it is because it's just, it's not the way of the world. Yep. Right. So what I want to kind of get into is kind of three, three to four topics of the perceptions that you have working with the military and what you believe the perceptions of the military folks working with you are. Right. I want to talk about TSP and what TSP has done, both positive for the military service member and, and maybe there's some and some residual actual stunning of growth, not because of using the TSP, but because of learning. Yep. Um, and, and then focus at the end of gaps and 
and some, okay, let, let's, we're going to be very direct and say, do these things. All right. So let's go first with perceptions. All right. Yep. So you thought you, you've done these things that we've asked for to help veterans, to help active duty service members. And you're in the financial arena. Have you gotten the response you thought you would get? Well, with a free class, I thought I would get a few more responses. And I and I think that uh, that's been a little, I wouldn't say disheartening, but I think it, it's just another challenge, right? And I, and I think we just need to reach out more. We need to educate more, uh, get this in front of guys and just say, hey, you know, this, this is something, there's no strings attached to it. It's a free financial planning course. Take it and you're, you're going to learn something from it. You know, it might be a little basic for some guys, but that some guys it's, it's going to be an absolute great start to where it's the guy that's sitting around is like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to begin. This is where you begin. You take the course, you, you learn from it. You start applying some of the things that you learn and, and take a free consultation call with us too, and ask some questions. And I think, you know, we get it out more and more. I think there'll be more, it'll, it'll catch fire. And I think it'll get out there a little bit more, but you know, it's, it's, it's slow. You know, anytime you bring something new to the market, um, especially when it's free sometimes with people, people have this perception of, you know, you know, first of all, they won't do anything to pay a cost, but then when it's free, they're like, Whoa, why is that free? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like if it's that well, great, have, it should be. Adam, have you seen for. that when you're actually, I'm sorry to interrupt there, brother. When, no, no. When we look at the folks you've talked to then. Yeah. Can you see that manifesting in the conversations a little well, bit? Well, I think it's well? I think it's getting over that hurdle. Once they get over that hurdle of knowing that we're there to help and then understanding that yes, there's a free portion to it. But if they want to work with us and want the full fledge of what we do in planning, there's a cost to it. But please take the free stuff up front and and it's it's an appetizer that that'll that will that will help a lot, I think. So we have a population, um, and I, you know, I, I share freely. After last Friday, only 19 Rangers that I've worked with over the course of two years have financial planners. That's in excess of 300 individuals, right? And I, and and from the financial planner, I just saw your eyebrows get really big. Like that's why we've got to. That's why we've got to do yeah. this. Has there any been anything um, in that conversations that that leads you like, oh, well, that makes sense why they're not doing it. Well, I think they're like a lot of the population, though. I think, you know, on, on, in, the, uh, <laughs> in, in the population that I work with all the time, I think there's a, a large financial literacy problem. Um, and nobody, everybody wants to kind of put their hands back, whether it's an employer, the government, whoever. They, they want people to be satisfied and, and know how to save and because it helps society, right? I mean, think about it. If if you could, if you're a company and you have your employees are happy and they know where their financial situation is and they retire in a timely manner, that helps in health expenses. That helps. I mean, the whole the whole economy rolls better if people have saved and done all those things. But you know, it's the problem is I don't think a whole lot of people know where to go. And if there are things out there, you know, maybe it's it, the juice isn't worth the squeeze to some people and. You know, that's where you got to get the perception. And I find it's very environmental. So, you know, I only talk about a yep. very, very low percentage, somewhere between five and eight percent might have a financial planner. But there's also this piece where about half of the individuals will say they talk to their parents. Well, I ask if the parents have where are their parents getting the information? In some cases, 
you know, dad was in finance or he owned a business. And so it is this assumption, family member, successful, good enough. And, you know, at least that's a start. But you still yeah. have this other other half. So I want to move into what what the military tries to do. Right. And, and most of the people, if they're listening, if they're active duty or veterans within the last 20, 25 years, have participated in the thrift savings program in yep. some way, shape or form, which compared to having nothing some 20 years ago is a is, is a great step. What are you seeing from working with active duty and veterans, these service members and their families about what about the TSP? Just some some good and bad, some underlying currents that you've seen. Yeah, so I think a lot of guys um, get signed up, start with a small percentage, and don't touch it again. They don't know what fund it's in. Could be sitting in the G fund, which is making nothing. Which is a, a government fund, which yep. is basically paying interest higher yep. than a bank account, but not much. Correct. And so if you're stuck in that over the long term, if you're a young guy, I mean, you need to be in something that's got some risk to it, right? Because you've got time. You know, when you look at investing, the more time you have, the more risk you can take because you're going to take these times like we've got now. And you're going to be able to, you're going to see these as opportunities as you dollar cost average in. And if you've got cash now, you, you're happy because you've bought things on sale. Everybody likes to buy things on sale, right? But once again, like, and I t say this to you all the time, people love to buy things on sale. The only thing they don't like to buy on sale are stocks. They sit there with their cash and they're afraid, even though this is a good opportunity to do it. Um, but back to the TSP, I kind of got off track there. But I, what, I, what I find is that a lot of guys are sitting there at 3%. You know, they're not even getting the match, which is free money. But, you know, rule of thumb is you should be at least at 10% savings in your retirement accounts. Without a plan, you know, obviously, I don't know, you know, what you're trying to accomplish. So, 10% is a great start and a great tipping off point. But you've got guys that are retiring or are getting out and their balances are just not anywhere near that where they should be. So here's the crux of the question then. So with the folks that you've worked with, has having a TSP made them any more financially literate? Nope, not, not, I, I don't think so at all. I think, um, there isn't a whole lot of education around the TSP. They know that it's a retirement account. Like they know that's what it is. They know kind of what the purpose is, but they don't know how it fits in their overall financial situation or plan. Um, because it's a good vehicle, like in the sense that you want something that you can create these behaviors, right? It's all about behavior when it comes to saving. You know, if you get it out of your paycheck before you see it to spend it, Odds are you're going to save much more over time. When somebody gets it in their in their hands, in their bank account, they're much less likely to put it into something unless they've started an automatic savings plan outside. So the more you can automate your savings and, and retirement planning, the easier it is to get to where you need to be because then you can just start adjusting them and keep going up. But I don't, I don't see a lot of people doing that. And I think, you know, not having that in place is, is putting a lot of guys behind, especially guys that aren't staying in long enough to have pensions. And so you mentioned the TSP. So the goodness is from somebody maybe not financially literate, 
that maybe doesn't come from a family where they learned a lot about it is it can create habits, right? Absolutely. So that the habits, the habits are a big part. And so let's go kind of to the, the, the part of the, the gaps, the gaps. So you, it's kind of like people right now, they're not realizing their best return. They've got a habit that is new, good, but they don't know what they're necessarily doing with their money. So they're not maximizing the time right. component. Well, and, and that's where, and I think one of the gaps is a, a financial plan, right? Because you have these goals, then you know what the TSP is for. You know how much you need to save in the TSP to get to that goal. So you can utilize the TSP properly or any outside retirement plans. There's Roth accounts. There's other types of accounts that people can save into on top of that. But without that plan, then you don't know what your life insurance need is too. There's another blind spot, another gap, I think, is within the the uh, the military is they're not getting any outside insurance. Um, so when they're transitioning out, we're having a large issue <laughs> with guys that are, you know, disabled getting insurance or getting it at a premium that would be um, affordable, you know? So it, it becomes now more of a liability instead of something that's going to protect your family. All right. And you mentioned um, what we've spoken before about the, the number of folks who use financial planners though, right? Like I, well, I don't mind the industry at all. Right, all. There's, the number one, there's the number one gap. Okay. I'm, I'm, yeah, well, but no, it, it is, yeah. is very low. So we've got something we're creating behaviors. But one thing that I asked, and, and I started this recently, I think, you you know, hopefully you get better with time. There's like your portfolio grows over time. But I said, can when I meet with folks one on one, did this in a big group here recently on Fort Benning, said, can you look in the mirror and say, answer this question? Yes or no that you make more money for yourself than if you paid someone to do it for you. Yep. Yeah. So I think the big thing is, is you look at that one aspect. Now, if you find a good financial planner, there's more than just that aspect. It's the goal planning part. It's the proper asset allocation. It's the types of accounts to use. You know, some people maybe aren't utilizing their Roth where you could save tons of tax on the back end and in retirement. Um, managing risk. People just don't understand how much risk is in their portfolio. They just, you know, whether it's crypto or anything like that, they don't understand based on what their senses is to how much risk, you know, and there's a lot of psychology involved. I've got to talk to people, especially right now with all the volatility in the market, uh, the number of conversations I've had to people, you know, to walk them off the ledge, but we go back to the plan and you say, Hey, did your plan change? You know, no. Well, do you need more money sooner? Did it? No. Well, let's talk back through of when we put this plan together, understanding that there's going to be times like this and, you know, making sure that the way that it's all set up, you're going to be able to live the way that you want to live. So, and Adam, so I didn't have a solid foundation growing up in terms of um, learning about just how the world works. You know, I like learning about compounding interest. I know I knew keeping money was good, not spending it was was, uh, you know, could be advantageous at time, you know, have, have an emergency fund. But sometimes I think we shortchange your industry in terms of honestly, the, the just the future aspect. 
I think young mm-hmm. kids don't get into they don't know what they want to be in 70. We have a hard enough time po- folks getting out. If I say name what your next three jobs are doing that, let alone yep. saying, well, when I'm 70, I'll be off the coast, Key West. That'll take, you know, $200,000 a year. This is what I would have to do if I wanted to get to it. But what about just the day to day questions outside of stocks? Oh, and yeah. bonds? I mean, I had a, a, uh, a transitioning veteran come to me. He'd never picked uh employee benefits before. So we walked through his employee benefit package over Zoom. We talked about how much he should be saving in, you know, his 401k. Let's talk about the Roth option within there, you know, and then having a conversation with his wife, we're talking, you know, medical benefits, HSA, like all these things that you wouldn't have talked about within the military because they weren't there, right? You didn't have to think about them, but now you've got them out there in the world. And they're like, what, well, what do I do? So there's there's that portion of it. But then there's talking about, he also was talking about wanting to take a, a European vacation. Is it great? That's not a bad financial choice if you plan for it. Because you're allowed to have fun within your financial plan. Financial planning doesn't all have to be like strict. I can't have any fun. I'm just going to save all my money. You can just at 67 and a half. That's exactly. when you can have fun. When, when, when you may not be able to get around anymore. But exactly. hey. no, but it's 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 all about the plan. And that's what, you know, people think that, you know, planning is just no fun. And I think that's why a lot of people maybe don't do it is because they, they don't want to admit that first off that they, they, they're not in a great financial position, but then they don't want to admit that they have to make changes, but those changes don't always have to be horrible and they not be able to have any fun. How about this one then? Let's do it from a negative instead of the positive. For some reason, the positive of working with someone that will help you build a financial future, like, you know, makes sense for us to, I'm sorry, we're middle-aged now, like two middle-aged white guys, right? But let's talk about in terms of, if you had a bunch of credit card debt, you probably got into that debt, could could be an emergency, right? Could be not necessarily out of your control, but it feels like out of your control. And now you want to rein that back in. Is that something with debt where you might want to talk to somebody who knows a little bit about money? Absolutely. Dealing with that right now, too. So I've got I've got people that have they've got money in their bank account. But then have all these balances on their credit cards paying 20 percent interest. I'm like, why do you have savings is great, but if you're paying 20 percent interest on your cards, keep some aside for an emergency, but pay off those cards first and foremost and stop using them. You know, once again, go back to the budget, you know, create a budget and start looking at everything. And we've talked about this before, all the subscriptions that are sitting out there. You know, you look at your your credit card statements and see, you know, all these streaming services, how many coffees you're getting from Starbucks. There's ways that everybody can trim a little bit often. Maybe it's with gas prices now, maybe it's not drive anywhere, you know, stay at home. <laughs> well, I, I love it, Adam, because like the, the thing that um, we kind of worked through is we looked at like where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, percentage, maybe a little bit low. But then it was like, wait, you're working with a veteran. You know, I, I, I have two sources of income every single month until I die yep. that maybe that person in the civilian world doesn't have. So it's not that especially if you're a retiree, it's, it's not that it, it's all dark and gloom, but there's also some benefits, right? Like we can get to where we want to be 
especially if you're a retiree, a lot quicker and with a lot more stability than some civilians have. Oh, yeah. With those two sources of income, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of guys take one of them and just invest it every single month instead of. So he creates his budget around his income from his everyday job. And if he's got disability, he takes that disability piece or his pension and throws that into an investment account, knowing that this is for 10, 20 years down the road. And he's going to be hands down in great shape when down the road. Because he'll also be receiving that disability as he's collecting the interest off of his disability when he stops. I mean, think of all those moving parts there. And it's and it's such he's just going to be in such a better place. Um, Another thing we started working with, Adam, is uh, because I want to know now go to the rules of thumb. We're coming up on about 20 minutes. People can listen to us talk 20 minutes about money. Then 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 God bless you. Hopefully they're, they're still awake. They're so they'll start they'll start there, right? So <laughs> in, in terms of your your kind of like rules of thumb, you mentioned one. Yep. Which once again you talk to somebody to make sure it's right for you, but this 10% rule. Yep. You should be putting 10% in of what you make. Yep. I, I think that's I think that's an important way, way to start. You know, find what investment is right for you. Obviously, talk to somebody. Um, putting it in, you know, a one stock might not be the best idea. Uh, figure out how to find a diversified portfolio that, you know, when things happen, you know, some balance each other out. You know, obviously, if you're younger, you can take on a little bit more risk, but don't don't go too crazy with it. I think that's number one. Definitely. I think number two is looking for that outside life insurance policy. You know, as a planner, we think about it as the foundation of the plan. And if we can't get the foundation you know, it, it, it may make the plan a little bit more susceptible to, you know, if something should happen uh, to the husband or wife, you know, depending on who who could not get the insurance uh, when they got out. So those are those are two big ones, I think, in my book. Um, and, and talk to someone. Right. You know, I think I think talking to someone and, and talking to a couple different people, listening to what they say, are they fee based? Are they fee only? Are they? commission-based, you know, are they fiduciaries? These are all questions that you ask to make sure that when you're vetting and, and make sure that they're asking you the right questions about what you want and how you want to do things. Because I think a lot of people have a perception that if it's a plan, it's only got to be one way, but you've got to have it. You have to be able to, to put together what you is most important to you in that plan. All right, Adam. And so, once again, veteran investment planning, veteraninvestmentplanning.com is where you get the plan to succeed course. It's where you have the opportunity to talk to Adam. Now, you're like, oh, Adam's doing this. It'll, it'll generate business. Might it? Yeah, 100% might generate business. But he is offering of his time to talk with active duty service members and veterans. All right. And then, and then you're not going to be chased down. Like if you didn't get it from your parents, we are trying to create a vehicle where you can get it from somewhere. And I can't say that say that enough because I get to come to work and do exactly what I want to do every day of my life because I have this foundation. I want that. We want that for other people. And Adam, you're doing more than that, right? You've got the golf outing coming up. That golf we're outing. Excited, yeah. A good reason to come to the heart of it all, the great Buckeye State. <laughs> and I say. Yeah. Well, and, and if people can't come, there's still ways to participate, whether it's sponsoring a hole or just donating to the cause or 
if you want to, uh, we have other veterans that we're trying to, to bring to the outing, you know, sponsor a veteran uh, and, and pay for them to come and, and play at the outing as well. So there's a lot of uh, different things that people can do if if they're not from the, the Northeast Ohio area. All right. And that I think you can get to it from veteran investment planning, but it's salute to service golf dot com. Correct. correct. Dot yep. Com. Salute to service golf dot com. That's where all the info is um, and opportunity to sign up and you know, and, and ask more questions. Like, once again, reach out to us uh, if you have questions about the event. Uh, we'd be happy to to have you or, um, you know, accept any uh, support. Oh, that, that's awesome. I can't wait to come up there uh, to the great state of Ohio uh, on the 8th and, and be there with you all for that event, benefiting the National Veterans Memorial Museum as well as Gallant Few. Hey, Adam, thanks for your time today. If you're listening to this, you want to meet Adam, all you got to do is reach out. You know, social media, LinkedIn, take the course. If you want to do it passive because you want to learn a little bit more, take the course and then and then reach out. If not, take the assessment, reach out to Adam. Adam, thank you so much for what you do. Thank you for being a partner in crime of trying to get um, our military community on solid financial footing. Absolutely, Tony. Loved it. All right, y'all. Thank you for joining us for this week's Amore Elite podcast. As dad says, leave it better than you found it. We hope you enjoyed a Morley podcast with Tony May, and we appreciate your viewership. If you'd like to hear more from Tony or one of his guests, you can view or listen to past episodes at TonyMain.Podbean.com. Until next time, be a community builder for America.